Hey everyone, um, just a heads up. This this episode is something. Uh, Travis, his everything everything broke. Everything broke for Travis. Uh, audio, video, everything's everything's terrible. So um, I'm recording this before I start the editing, but I'm pretty confident it's going to be rough for Travis. I don't know how much video or audio of his will be in the final episode. I'm going to try to work some magic, um, but hopefully I'm able to salvage. Uh, the majority of the conversation was between Keith, Tom, and myself, um, so hopefully I can I can edit something that sounds good, but video-wise, it may just be a static image of Travis, so enjoy that, uh, but buckle up, have fun with the ride, because uh, yeah, it was a fun conversation. I hope everybody else gets to enjoy it, so thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right. Episode 45. Episode 45. We're cruising right along. Um, This should be our December episode, uh, which is awesome. End of the year. Should be a good time. Hopefully a lot of people traveling for holidays and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we decided to get a guest, you know, a good guest. And, uh... We got a great one. So we have an extra ball on the episode tonight. Keith, are you excited? Are you ready for this? I, I've been waiting this my whole life. Oh, <laughs> Keith, I want everybody. Tom, how you feeling? You good? Uh, real good. You look great. That new cameraman. Mm. And um, Travis, what's up? As long as my stuff keeps working, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. Tra- Travis is in his new house in his basement. So the chances of his audio and video working this entire episode are very, very small. It's zero. Let's just okay. get to the intro, Joe. Let's just All go. All right. <laughs> Perfect. And here we go. We, 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 we're three guys who like to talk and ball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis down with talk and ball. And we call ourselves Triple Drain. There we go. Isn't it, you know, doesn't that just, I love it. Just gets you pumped up, ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready for I'm tournament talk, Joel. Let's just I get know, to it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So speaking of which, um, this is the end of the year. Twippy season is always what pops into my mind about this time. And uh, apparently uh, the Twippies, the, when, when, when voting opens for the Twippies, it goes with the Pinball Promoters Database. So believe it or not, Triple Drain is part of the Pinball Promoters Database. So I thought, you know what, let me, let me look if we have any reviews, any reviews on our podcast. We have three. We have three reviews so far. Three big old reviews. One uh, from Doug. Of all the two-plus-hour podcasts, this one's the best. Sweet. Triple Drain's do a great job covering the industry. News is entertaining matter. Pretty sure in real life they don't actually like each other. I <laughs> cannot confirm or deny. That is true. That Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, second one from Josh. Freaking amazing. Joel, Tom, and Travis do a great job of making the industry news and tournament talk interesting. They play off each other well, and the show is very well done. Sweet. But this is the this is it. This is the this is our oldest review from Marino. Great podcast. Love the podcast. Entertaining. Kill the tournament talk. Boring. So there we go. So that's who we are. So we thought let's double down on that. Tournament talk. Here we go. Let's get arguably the best tournament player of all time on the podcast. Keith, you are here and we're we're ready to hear everything. All your just share all your wisdom and all your tournament talk. Please. Oh, yeah. Since 1993. 19, 1993. <laughs> Perfect. Well, wonderful. Um, no, we, we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Um, 
let's back up a little bit. Uh, one thing I want to, I consider myself a tournament player now. I, and the reason I do consider myself a tournament player is I was in an intense head-to-head battle with Neil McRae. I flew across the ocean. I was in the Domino Arcade, which is his thing. And he challenged me to a nine-game tournament, best of nine. We streamed it. It was intense. And now I just feel like I'm right with you. You know, the four of us are just twins at this point. I mean, I, because I won. I'm, I'm a tournament champion. I'm a tournament champion. And it feels good. Where's your trophy? Where's my trophy? I don't, yep. Neil did not, um, he did not give me a trophy. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, the victory's still there. And I, and it feels good. I will say, um, honestly, though, this is the first time that I've experienced the, you know, you got to play the game and you got to play it well. But the picking the game, there's strategy with that. Like, so much strategy there. And when you talk about running out of picks, or what do you do? Because he let me, he said, it's home court advantage, so I get to pick the games. Game one, I went Monster Bash. Nice game to warm up on. Even playing field. I actually did really well on that. I copied his. I said after his ball one, what are you doing? He goes, I always do creature first. So, okay, looks like I'm doing creature first. That's what I so did that, ended up winning that. Then I went to Turtles, went to my bread and butter. I know Neil hates Turtles, stomped him on it, crushed it. So, wait, wait. Then, he hates yep. Turtles, but he owns it? He owns Turtles, <laughs> and he owns Turtles. His view okay. was he owns Turtles because nobody has it. It's a great game to learn for tournaments because when it comes up gotcha. to tournaments, people are afraid of it. I don't know. Keith, you afraid of Turtles? You like Turtles? I barely played it. <laughs> barely played it. I mean, if you that's need just, if, I love that's it. That's just so, having FU money when you're like, I don't really like this game, but I'm going to get the LE shipped overseas yes, and just have yeah. it. Okay. Yep. So what I've learned is if for whatever reason I'm in a head-to-head battle with Keith Elwin, I'm picking Turtles. <laughs> I'm picking Turtles. Pretty much um, any modern game you can pick. I don't know the rules. Oh, yours. I'm not picking yours. Yes, well, mine that's I do, for, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um and we're going to talk about modern gaming rules because I have some thoughts on your thoughts on that. But um, pick Turtles, beat them on that. Then I went to Deadpool. You know, these are all games I know, all games I've owned. Uh, Deadpool had, I'm not going to call it a house ball, but like I barely flipped the game. It was bad. It was bad. Got beaten, beaten What'd Deadpool. What you have? All and now I'm starting off? to run out of picks. Now I'm starting to run out of picks of stuff that I'm confident with. And fast forward, the deciding game, it was 4-4. My last game, the game that I picked that I actually won on was Jurassic Park. And it was a game that I've streamed. Keith, you know I've streamed it. You've seen me stream it. You've probably watched it for about 30 seconds because it's it. <laughs> when my brother and I streamed Jurassic Park, we just we got lit up. That, that game kicked our butt. But I had my best game of Jurassic Park ever, playing Niels in a tournament. And, and there's just something completely different when you play a game and you shift your mentality of progression to just, I need points. I need safe shots, and I need points. And who would have guessed I got my highest scoring game of all time? But I beat Neil on Jurassic Park. It was a great feeling, and now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tournament winner. I'm ter- what I'm was a, your yeah. score? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you said it you was got your higher score of all. It time. was higher Neil. than Neil's. <laughs> I would have to. But it was your high score. Yeah, what yes. was it? Your highest score. I don't know. I'd score? have to pull up and oh, I, you know, talk amongst yourselves if you really care. It was less like than a billion. Should we, should we guess what fight. it was? <laughs> sure, guess <laughs> guess epic pillow fight. No, Neil, mm. it was it was vicious. You know, brutal. There were <laughs> you know close to bloodshed without it, but it was it was great. But it was, I'm just telling you, I'm trying to relate. I'm trying to relate to the three of you where I'm saying 
I was what started stressing me out was running out of picks. You know, really hoping I had it in the bag with my first three or four picks, and then started losing games that I was confident I was going to win on. And then I was purposely looking at games like I know Neil's a Bond, like loves Bond, so I'm not picking Bond. There's no way I'm picking Bond. And it just that that headspace of trying to understand what your opponents are doing or what they want to play. So you're saying that you don't pick to your strengths. You pick. I to did to pick to my strengths, oh, but I ran okay. out of strengths. <laughs> I, ran, <laughs> I ran out of them. Yeah. So is that? I don't know. Maybe that's a good question for the three of you. I mean, do you guys always stick to? I want to play the game that I want to play, or are you thinking? I just need to pick a game I know that person doesn't or hates. Like, uh, we'll start with Keith. Why not? Or does it matter? Just whatever. Um, not my normal strategy. No, I always pick what I'm comfortable playing. Uh, if I don't care, like if it's a toss-up between games, I might do that. Yeah. So I know what I've witnessed is this younger generation, the Eschers, the Z-Max, Jared August, I'm forgetting people for sure. They crush these modern Sterns. And so it seems to me that most people, if they're going to play head-to-head, they're going to try to avoid a modern Stern as much as possible against these guys. So imagine playing them at the Stern Pro Circuit Finals. <laughs> when when like, all when, you have is modern you, Sterns. Yeah, what do yeah. you pick then? Yeah, I, picked, uh, I played against Escher and... I was deciding what to pick and it was literally a coin flip. Like what, what do you even do at that point? <laughs> Travis, I love you, man, but you, your, your audio cut out about <laughs> half of that. So, uh, Crap. you know, anybody want to try to interpret what he just said? <laughs> oh, well, I, think, I think he said, um, oh, wow. I'm back. He's, he's, hey, there he is. There, I swear, <laughs> I, gonna, Monica, if you're listening painful. to this, buy me a new mic. <laughs> Jesus. It's not the mic. I'm telling you, I think it's your internet, but uh, it is my I internet. found my score. It was a whopping um, 202 million. So, okay. Yep. Let's just move on. Solid. Move on. Yep. Solid score. But it was a winning score. It was a winning that's score cool. for sure. Um, but that's it. So huge shout out to Neil McRae. Um, that was a ton of fun. It was really cool being in Europe and experiencing pinball from that side. I went to Pinball Republic, had an awesome time playing some of those games, um, which actually leads us to a message we got, a message we got from Matt Freeman. So he said, hey, Joel, Tom, and Travis, a quick question for you, buddy. I just got back from Neil McRae's Pinball Republic in, in London, UK. There was a great atmosphere. All the games looked amazing. However, all the modern games were set up to be brutal because they're used there in leagues, i.e. tilt bob short, no ball saves. So how, as a novice, can you deal with issues, like on Guardians, where the ball would drain pretty consistently from the right scoop to straight down the middle, or on bond, premium, top left sling to right out lane? Much appreciated, Matt. So, I don't know. You guys all play, like, do you guys have any thoughts on, and I think we've talked about this before, Not, I haven't asked Keith directly, but a lot of these tournament locations now, they are trying to make the games as brutal as possible. Uh, how does a novice attempt to play that? Or or is there a way that you can keep a game friendly for novice, but yet adjust for a tournament? I don't, I don't know. I mean, and a lot of these are physical adjustments. 
and I know Keith, obviously in your games, you guys try to really think through a lot of software adjustments. I don't think, is there a discussion there at Stern of like, we really don't want people adjusting the physical sides of our games besides taking rubbers off outposts or how do you, what's your approach there on handling the difficulty on games? I mean, honestly, when we're designing games, we don't think about tournaments at all. Uh, Okay. Obviously, on the software side, we'll put some, you know, non-randomized stuff in. Um, you know, it's just it, modern pinball has become this storytelling era with long ball times. And, so, of course, with that, then comes, well, there's, you know, can't put too many dangerous shots in there. So it is kind of a catch-22 with making these games hard for expert players because you can take all the in-lane, out-lane posts out you want. Um, Escher is still going to you know, blow the game up. So you're actually yeah. hurting, I think, the, uh, you know, the more novice player. And, you know, another thing with these um, modern games is you can get away with a huge move. I mean, Travis knows what I'm talking about. It's just like, <laughs> wham! All right, yep. there's my two warnings. Um, I actually tend to rectify that in my next game. So uh, oh. <laughs> I think okay. that'll, help narrow, that'll help narrow the gap down too. I mean, uh, so... When I would play, sometimes Logan will have the monthly tournaments, and they set it on one tilt warning, which is actually brilliant because you can't make a big move at all. So I, I think that really helps narrow the, uh, the the skill gap. So instead of adjusting the tilt, or the tilt's already tight, you're just saying you get one danger. That's you don't get a free slide save at all. Got it. Because what is, I think I read or heard somewhere, like Josh Sharp's thought is you're allowed one. You're allowed one big move. That's it. Well, those but guys, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. So those guys just also go make a changes in the adjustments that we haven't actually known what they do. So. Well, so so that is what I experienced when I was playing Neil's game. So I we actually stepped up to Walking Dead. I will tell you, Walking Dead, my my, um, I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to understand the love of Walking Dead, and it was really cool having Neil standing there beside me, like telling me exactly what to do. But he told me, he's like, hey, do this and this and this, and you'll be in multiball. I did it, and I'm not in multiball. And he's like, oh, I got to check the settings. And he had gone through, and like every setting was he just increased the number of shots, you know? And it was just, and that's something that I don't see a ton in tournaments of purposely just adding more shots. Oh, Normally that's, they just, that's happened a lot. That? Even okay. on Rush, we've seen people do do that to Rush a lot, and it just makes it super wood choppy. It makes no okay. sense yeah. to do something it, it like actually, that. It actually slows the game down. So yep. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Okay, what am I going to do? I'm just going to graze the well walker on the right side, you know, 12 times, rather than, you know, okay, I'll t- yeah, I only need three more shots. I'll, I'll be more aggressive. So maybe this is a good question. If 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 Keith, if you were going to host a tournament tomorrow and Godzilla was going to be in the game, what adjustments would you make to Godzilla if you knew high level players would be playing the game? Um, I mean, not too much to Godzilla. I designed it. So that right side would be extremely deadly. If you remove the, uh, the rubber, um, but like software wise, it's just really nothing I'd say to make it more difficult. You just put it on tournament play and let her rip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about Jurassic park? Jurassic Park, same thing. It's a very drainy game, especially if you remove the uh, the outlane and inlane rubbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Iron Maiden's the same way. Avengers, those are all fairly drainy games uh, with so, the outlane rubbers gone. Godzilla, I made a lot friendlier with the uh, the outlane settings and rubbers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, Walking Dead, which 
the rule set itself is brilliant because you have to shoot drop targets. You have to shoot yeah. uh, a building with a magnet. You have to shoot the well walker with or without a magnet, depending on which version you're playing. Those are all dangerous shots. Um, and it's brilliant because you can avoid them, but you're not going to get very far in the game. So I think that's what makes it such a great tournament game. It's it just, you know, it's all about getting the ball back under control. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I think that's important. What, you know, you guys alluded to the younger players being so good on some of these games is because oftentimes you can do really well without ever putting the ball in danger. No, that's a good point. And that's, that's something that, or at least what I felt I was starting to experience in walking dead was like, being that I was hitting my shots, it was like, cool, I might actually progress a little bit in this game. But unfortunately, the way Neil had the settings, I wasn't progressing because yeah, I just, you know, like I need a reward for hitting the, the shot three times. Don't make me hit it six, you know. Um, but it was, I don't know, I think that's just really interesting. The more that I watch tournament streams or the more that I go on location, and I, I love it that locations are doing, um, trying to do more tournaments, try to do more stuff. So I think they are actually making their games a little harder. But trying to bound that, find that balance of, how do you keep tournaments so they're not 18 hours long, you know, with crazy long games, but then also how, how do you keep a tournament fun for the people participating in it? And, um, I don't know. I mean, Tom with district 82, I'm, I'm assuming that's a constant conversation. Yeah. But you just turn the I'm, lights on. I'm or not, off. That's I'm the... not, no, I'm not in those conversations. <laughs> no? I mean, I, I kind of am, but I, I think district 82 is kind of taking it a little too crazy as far as setups go, um, making some of the games too hard that don't have to be, um, especially some of the classic games like, like stars, like yeah. you don't have to make <laughs> oh, stars, yeah. stars as brutal as, as it is. You don't have to make that game hard. The, the police force at the rebound rubbers. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gone now. It's not there anymore. Although I think Thorne still has it, but yeah. Well, I, I think too with modern pinball, and hopefully Joel, can you hear me? Please I can say hear you. you can hear me. Okay, You're great. for now. But with modern pinball, I I think I don't. I'm not a big fan of switching up the software beyond just maybe taking off a ball save, and then outside of that, just change the out lanes, like change the rubbers. That's all you have to do, and tighten up tilt a little bit, because I'd rather see players have a chance to progress through the game. And like Keith said earlier you become more aggressive in that way because you know a multi-ball is closer. You know a mode is closer. It's not so much of just try to hit this one safe shot, get trapped up, do it all over again. I mean, you, it just allows for just more dynamic gameplay. And I think a lot of tournament directors out there have gotten away from that because they think they have to bastardize the game so much to slow it down. It ends up just hurting the average player. It does not yeah. hurt top-level players at all. Until so, you see somebody in the... 500s or thousands make a top four at a Stern Pro Circuit event. I mean, it just it it makes it to where just the top players will automatically just crush everybody else every single time. Yeah. yeah. Another big thing to me is every tournament puts the game maximum pitch, which actually makes the game easier. Yep. Uh, so you know, if you really want to s screw up someone like Escher put them on you know, a, a flat pitch game where it's really floaty. The, the, the slingshots are just That's sending true. it to the outlines left and right. Because, uh, uh, you know, I've been playing in tournaments for years and years, and it, I'm so used to these, you know, steep pitch game. But if I go on location and play a game that's really floaty, I have a really hard time adjusting to it. So that's huh. actually something that <laughs> to actually, you know, think about when you're setting up a tournament game. It's like, 
yeah, these guys are used to playing it a certain way. If you change that dynamic of it, it really throws off their game. Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting. When I interviewed you previously, Keith, I asked you about Godzilla. I was like, okay, what pitch do you think a game should be at? And you had a very open-ended answer. You're like, play it whatever you want. You know, if it's draining too much down the middle, flatten it out a little bit. If it's draining too much <laughs> on the sides, raise it up a little bit. Like, it doesn't – I don't yeah. know. I remember – There was some idiotic rumor that I – told everyone exactly what pitch to put. Uh, I think it was Jurassic Park or something. And I was like, yeah. I, I don't even have an inclinement, so I don't know. I couldn't even tell you a number if I wanted to. I just, you know, <laughs> just pitch it to what you think feels right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, well, I cool. will say at Free Play Florida, they kind of went a little crazy with the pitch. Like, like on Iron Maiden, they made it, they put a two-by-four underneath the back legs. And you couldn't even, you could barely hit the right ramp. Like I took three shots at it and like it would go uh, and back down. And again, like I said, in the long run, that makes the game easier because the ball just, the slingshots don't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you made a comment, Keith, which I think is interesting where you said, um, you know, at Stern, we're not, we're really not designing for tournament like you you're trying to design a game for the the masses which is which i think is um clever and i and i know i've talked to you before that uh when you release a game like you're watching streams like a hawk because you're trying to see how all these different people all these different skill levels and i think we saw that the way you've adapted the code um based on what you're seeing or how you're seeing people play uh i just think it's what i find really interesting is whether it's facebook or pinside there are people that truly think, you know, Stern's only hiring tournament players. So Stern's only making games for themselves. They're making games for themselves and their friends. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that comment. I don't either. But at the same time, you know, Venom just came out and the majority of the media right at the beginning is all from tournament. A lot of the streamers play tournaments, you know, like a Carl D'Angelo. A lot of the media early on is tournament minded people. And even Travis with the pinball company, you know, he's making videos on how to win your launch tournament. It's very tournament-focused stuff. So I don't know from a designer standpoint how you balance that of like, when I release a game, I need this to be tournament-ready. But at the same time, if the bigger picture is I'm trying to design a game for everybody else, how do you how do you handle that? Oh, I mean, a great example is um, our new programmer, Elizabeth Gieske. I think you know her. Um, she she goes to District 82. She plays in a lot of tournaments. She's on my team now. And when she first came on, you know, we talked. And we talked about, you know, we're not design, designing this game for us. Uh, we have to design a game everyone's going to like. So as much as, you know, we'd like to put some super complicated, you know, rule set in it, uh, it it's not going to fly. So, uh, you know, every day, you know, we bounce rule ideas off each other to put in uh, my next game. And it, it was like, um, it's like, okay, but you know, shut your brain off and just flip or, you know, have a family member play. And it's like, what do they think? How far are they getting? And then, you know, we'll, we'll just plus or minus from there. Yeah. No, I love it. I, that's really good to hear because to me where I struggle with any game that's down here in the basement, if a friend or family steps up to it, they always ask, what do I do? And if I can't explain what to do in like 10 words or less, I don't even know, like, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't, cause I know they're going to, they're going to turn off and, and that just giving them that or hoping that the game communicates once they do the thing, 
hopefully the game communicates them enough with lights or sound that they would know, well, I did that. So now what, you know, carry them through. And I, for the the four of us, you know, we're all decent players. I'm going to just include my, I'm just increasing my, we're all good players. <laughs> we're, um, and we all have a pinball mind where we, we can deal with complexity, but I understand that's just, it's really hard to get people outside or on location to step past that or well, embrace that. Um, you got to remember too, Joel, it's when it comes to complexity in a rule set, <laughs> it takes a very <laughs> unique question. No, oh, to, you, uh-oh. He's here. Now he's you guys here. are all gone. Can you see me or not? We can see you. You started talking. You, you sound better. We, you started talking and your video actually disappeared, which was pretty great. But now it's back. Okay. You were talking, Travis. <laughs> yeah. He probably can't hear us. Oh, there he's gone. Tom, Rush. <laughs> I, what I wanted to say with Rush was okay. Rush, you know, Rush is your baby. You love Rush. Rush is the greatest game ever made, right? Um, yeah. No offense, Keith, but that's, nope. that's Tom too on Rush. I know Rush got a lot of hate early on when it came in that it was too hard to understand. And I feel like that was one of those games that is hard to tell a novice player when they step up to it, do the thing. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I mean, did you have any thoughts on that when it first came out or you were just like, no, I'm glad this game is as complex as it is. Cause this is my game. Yeah. I mean, I was glad about the complexity just cause I'm a big rush nerd. So, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so to me, that was a big thing. Plus I like, the more complicated rule sets, but I could see where other people are like, I have no idea what's going on here. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, Travis, you are back. Did you (laughs) have a thought? I did. And I said it to myself and all three of you were just frozen. I thought I was saying something epic because you guys were all paying attention (laughs) and then nobody responded. And I was just like, Oh no, he's okay. There he is. Am I freezing again? He's frozen again. This, to our audio listeners, I, I, you know, buckle up. This is going to be... Can you at be... least hear me, though? <laughs> I don't know what to tell him, man. I can, we can hear you. You can, hear, can me. hear you. Okay. So if you're ever, if you're ever on do. a podcast... Ne- okay. He's going to no, go no, no video. No, you three go ahead. I'm going to switch over to my iPhone. I'm going to... Oh, he's going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah. We're going old school. Keith will have the Perfect. best looking webcam here. So here I go. can't <laughs> wait to edit all this together. But okay. Um, good luck. Godspeed, Travis. <laughs> so so sorry, Keith. Sorry that uh, well, actually, no, this is Travis. Yeah, you know, you know, this is not we're not faking it. If you're a podcaster, don't move. That that's don't that's, move your house. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Just don't move. <laughs> okay. Um what else? I know um so Keith, your current, I know, so obviously Godzilla came out and then you had Bond 60th. You've since that, you've released new code for James, uh, for Bond, wow, for Jurassic Park. Uh, and that Bond new 60th. Co- and Bond 60th, yes. Both of those were received incredibly well. I know Jurassic Park co-op mode has been embraced really well. You've been chipping away on that. If I had to look at a schedule and I had to look at how Stern is rotating designers, you might be on the top of that list. So I'm guessing life is getting busier or you're heading in the direction of, of busy coming down the path. And I don't know, how's, how's it been the last few months at, at Stern been? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just moved into the building, um, getting my office set up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been going in two, three times a week. So that's getting busy. Feeling good. Yeah, well, I'm hoping. Nothing new. 
Yeah. Well, no, I'm 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 excited for uh, I'm excited for the next few months. It's always normally right around late December, early January is when Stern will renounce another game. It'll be fun. Um, Stern's last game, Venom, has been a really interesting game to have and play. Um, the XP system or the leveling up system. I don't know. Is that any thoughts on that? Are, are you enjoying that, or is that something that you feel Stern might embrace more? Um, it's just such a unique thing to have in pinball. Oh, the persistent data thing. Yeah, we're we're planning on doing something similar. Okay. Um, it's you know, if you have the ability to do it, then you know you might as well do it for something. We're you know we're not going the same direction mm-hmm. as say uh, Venom did with you know powered yourself up to make the game easier. We're uh, we're doing it a completely different direction, but uh, hopefully people will like it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Actually, uh, I like playing Venom. We have one in the uh, in the office there, and do our, our quote unquote fifteen minutes a day. That's that's one of the games <laughs> I gravitate towards. Yeah, and I've I've heard uh, we will probably talk a little bit about Venom later with with one of the games or the discussions we want to have, um, but. I've heard that Venom's actually doing well on location and I, and it makes sense to me because once Venom leaves my house, there will, it will absolutely be a game that I'll want to put one or two games on because when you put a game on it, you're just progressing. You're just building levels. You're picking up where you left off. And, um, uh, yeah, to me, I have no doubt that I think it would be a really good game to have on location. Well, the side, the other side of that being that I've had this game in my house for two months it has totally changed. I was obsessed with the game when I first had it because I just wanted to grind and I just wanted to beat Noel. But now that I've beaten him, I've beaten him four times, so I have everything unlocked, but I still have Insider Connect. My my mind is shifted to, okay, I can check that box, but now how do I want to play the game? And it's just, I've never had a game like that of like pulling me in different directions or motivating me in different ways. Um, so if you're talking about using some sort of progressive system I'll be really curious to like, I like that. I like the change that it's thrown at me with the game. Um, so yeah, yeah cool. Love Plus, to, I uh, mean, I'm sure you're also appreciating that like with every code update, your strategy completely changes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We've talked about that. I know Travis, once again, with the pinball company has made multiple videos now because whatever he's preaching is the right way to play it yeah. changes because they're adapting. And I know, I mean, I know you you do that too with with any of your games. If you see a very clear exploit or a very clear path, you're not you don't want that, so you're adjusting. It's yeah. not Carl's it's like, it, fault. It's Carl, yeah, yeah. Well, it, the great example <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I was watching Jurassic Park on a stream, and the commentators like always pick uh, whatever that mode is. <laughs> yeah, that everyone System always picks the control room. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was like, oh, well, for a, that's a problem. Yep. So uh, <laughs> when we did the uh, update. Uh, Raymond worked on those control room modes. I said, make them more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I will say, I, I when I was at um, when I was at Chicago Pinball Expo, I, I actually commentated a little bit of the streaming, and um, I, I had a moment where I was sitting between Robert Byers and um, uh, Eric, the the Florida guy, Stone, Eric Stone, Eric Stone. Eric Stone. and um, what was great was Jurassic Park came up, and I'm like, all right, so you're stepping up to the game. What are you doing? And Robert goes. Oh yeah, you want to go, you want to hit spell map, get into a mode as soon as possible, get through your first paddock, that way you can get control room, that's the way you want to go. And then Eric, without missing a beat, goes, no. (laughs) He goes, goes, no, like, you want to go raptor pit. Raptor pit is where the points are on this, and he explained this whole thing. And I sit in there listening, and I'm thinking, 
I bet Keith loves to hear this, to hear two competitive players from the plunge arguing what direction to head. And um, <laughs> that's the goal, right? That's the goal is to have that type of balance in a game. Yeah. I remember Kaylee George, uh, you know, famous tournament player came up to me. He's like, I hate your games because they don't have any exploits. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think we've talked before that you said from a designing standpoint, the physical layout, you're good at that and you can knock that out and you've got ideas for days, but it's the code in the code direction and the code pass and the code balance. That is where all the mental energy gets sucked into. And that's the exhausting part of designing a game. Yeah. It's the, the hardest part of code design is when you're working with assets, it's, it's, you know, how do I make this rule set fit what's going on screen? Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Jurassic Park was actually super easy because I just told the art guys, hey, I had this idea for a mode. Let's, I mean, make me these assets. Okay. Uh, doing it the other way around is so much harder. Uh, that's why after Godzilla, my, my brain was just fried. And, uh, when Bond 60th came around, I, I, I told uh, Mark Panaccio, you know, just do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. Because you said with Godzilla, you like watched everything. You were pulling. You oh, were the one that pulled all those video assets. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking you know, of video, watch each ahead. of those movies like five times and then pull the assets <laughs> out. It's like, what can I use? What can I design a, a mode around? It was, yeah, it was uh, mentally exhausting. Well, the, the, the outcome was worth it. So I appreciate that. Uh, speaking, speaking of exhausting, Travis is back. Um, <laughs> what can is you going hear on, me man? At least? We can hear you. Yes. I'm doing my best to torpedo this podcast. That's what yeah. I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> we get, you're just good at balancing. You know, we get a really good guess. You know, you know you're, so, you're just jealous you lost to Keith at Indus. That, that's what this is about. Yeah. Well, the I'm double zero you, on bad girls. It was his fault. Like, I'm happy the whole world knows it now. That wouldn't have happened if he didn't pick that damn game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That game was fun. That game was fun. Uh, oh, it was a blast, Keith. Yes, I fully oh, enjoyed yeah, watching yeah. you guys get to play three full balls. Although, I think you guys had, what, like 20 million, 25 million on it, something like that? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, it's something like that. You know, that, that's what I love about Indisc is they just throw the most random game at you. That uh, going into that tournament, I had never played it before, um, but at least competitively, or you know, I don't remember. And uh, when they threw it in there, I had like a junk ticket going for qualifying. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this game out, and I ended up really liking it, and then putting it on my uh, my next run. And so that was actually one of the few picks I had left when uh, you know when you were in my group. So. So I liked you. <laughs> well, I liked all the other picks. I mean, what were we really going to do? We weren't going to try to play Tron against Escher. Like, I like playing Flash. No. I like playing Bad Girls. And I think, what was the first game? Firepower? Firepower. I think, right? Yeah. So, I liked all those games. Like, to me, it's like, I was like the Joel of that group. Because we had Keith, <laughs> we had Zoller, and we had Escher. So, it's like, oh, it's yeah. A, I was already hitting way Keith above Keith Escher weight, and Jason so. Zoller. Yeah. That was a tough group. What's going to be What's going to be really interesting is when all of this uploads at the end, how much of Travis's audio or video is actually here. But you know what? The good news is people I, are tuning still, in. Am I coming through still? Even on the, on the uh, iPad? You know, it's a kind little of. better. I, it might be an internet issue, but we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's an internet <laughs> issue for sure. If I figure it out, I mean, when I go to edit this, this has got to be a bear. <laughs> but that's all right. Okay, so um, 
when we asked Keith to be on, we said, is there anything particular you want to discuss? And Keith actually proposed this idea, and I think it's really cool, mm-hmm. which is if we look at the pin, so- the, the pin side top whatever 100 list, um, there are games, if you really look at that list, there are games that score in the 100 to 200s that I that we probably that shouldn't be there. <laughs> they should be higher. Or the latter part of that, games that are in the 200 to 2, whatever the most one is, that should be higher. So we thought this would be a fun discussion with all of our different viewpoints here on what games we think should be ranked higher. Uh, So we've picked three. Each one of us has picked three per range. So we'll start with the range of 100 to 200. What are the three games that that each one of us personally feel should be in the top 100? not between 100 and 200, that kind of thing. So, um, Keith, being that this is your game, you can start. So, go for it. Three? I thought we were doing five. All right. <laughs> Let's do five, because I did five, too. Yeah. Shoot! Okay, well, I did three. Well, okay. but that's fine. Joel so can't even name five games. We're screwed. But that's not... <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, my number five pick is Lethal Weapon 3. Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. 3, let me find that. Lethal Weapon 3 currently ranked Jeez, this is going to take a little while, but uh I got to scroll. Lethal Weapon 3. Okay, go ahead. Why is that better than where it's ranked? To me, you have to think when this game came out, Dating 184 was, was really, you know, obviously that the, the uh Playfield's a little bit of a copy of uh, T2, but I, I think it really works in this case. The the orbit around and you're building up your uh, your clip and then you're cashing that in for awards. I, you know, I just thought it was a really fun game first time. And the, the one at District 82, we've played, you know, numerous times in the tournament. And it's, it's always been fun. So, uh, well, I don't think it's a top 50 game. I, I think it definitely deserves to be in a top 100. Yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, that was not on my list. Any, was that on any? No. Anybody else have anything to add to that? Travis does. Let's see what happens. Well, that was my number three on it. Are we all just doing number five? Is this going through, please? <laughs> is it? Is it not? It's coming. It's coming, man. It's 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 just. I'm just going to drive to Chicago. This is number three, everyone. Just, yep. just go to Keith's house, and I'll be there. I always feel like Travis should just. We only expect this from Travis. It's what's crazy is his camera has stayed on. It's just frozen. It's Maybe just, he needs to turn his camera off. Yeah, maybe just go. <laughs> just try. It. Try at this point, Travis. Just go pure audio. Yeah, twenty eight k modem is just not. Yeah, limited. I'll stick <laughs> up. A, turn your camera off. I'll stick up a beautiful picture of you for the for the video. All right, it'll be very. Work? It'll be flattering for sure. <laughs> but I think work, it's, time, it's time <laughs> to ditch video. Do they only have dial up in St. Louis? Or? <laughs> yes. I don't know. He's down. <laughs> He's so frozen. <laughs> okay, well, lead the weapon. Uh, Keith, what was your next game? Sorry. Oh, I'm doing my entire list, or are we going to someone else's number five? Might as well. All right. Yep. Uh, so my fourth game is the best scissor flipper game ever made, Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, looking at the list, I knew that was coming because I know how much Tom and Travis both love that game. But, Keith, what's, why do you love that game? I played that game when it was brand new. That's how old I am. Um, I was like, wow, this game is really fun and unique. You know, if you love spinner rips and inline drop targets, which I do, man, it's your cup of tea. And that game still holds up today. It's uh, just super fun, super dudley, and I, I enjoy it still. Yeah. 
And I'm guessing because I think Harlem Globetrotters made both of their top five games of all time list. I'm assuming Tom and Travis both had this on their list of games they think yes. should be higher. Yes. Yes. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Number three, Keith. Number three I have is mousing around. Mm. Oh, that has that shot right up the middle. Like that's a, yeah. Okay. Why I, mousing I around? Owned one, I owned one for years and actually you can set that shot up to be pretty deadly. So okay. um, it's got these little ramp covers on it. If you take those off, the feed is like a lot more wild. So um, something about the, uh, the, I really love the, um, what do you call them? The trapdoor locks, mm-hmm. the cheese locks. I thought that was really innovative. Um, you know, having to hit all those stand-up targets. I mean, it sounds easy. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, I got to hit all these stand-up targets. But it, it's actually great, you know, risk-reward aspect. And then, you know, there's an alternate strategy of going, you know, blowing up the cheese letters and cashing them in at the, uh, the mouse hole. So, you know, for its time, it, it had some unique strategies. You know, you can try to loop the left orbit, you know, depending on how the setup was, you can get pretty good at that. So uh, I just think for this time, it was a great movie and I think uh, movie still a great game and it, it still holds up today. Nice. Does District 82 have one of those, Tom? Yes. Yeah, because I think I've seen that streamed. Yeah, and it's it's kind of got the, uh, the Papa rubbers in the middle, so it's harder to hit the middle. And then it has the cover off of the left uh, return. So, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. But it's still fun. Nice. Nice. Okay. Good pick. Okay. What else you got? Uh, my number two I have is Sopranos. Sopranos. Uh, okay. I know Buffalo Pinball has a lot of love for that game. What, what, what do you love about it? The back left corner? <laughs> I never even watched the show, and I, I think it's a fun game. Uh, you know, I like, you know, the, the safe that comes apart, you shoot through, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, obviously they had some pretty good assets to go with it. And, you know, Gomez game, it, you know, it shoots fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some nice orbit action and that, that, that spinner shot I think is really satisfying. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's funny that they went, Sopranos is a rather serious show, but they made the game fun, like campy yeah. almost. They made, yeah. they, they leaned into the humor way more than the serious side of Sopranos. So. Yeah, and the, yeah. the talking fish, and yeah, the, the quips at that that fish make are hilarious. You know, it's, yeah, um, I, I just enjoy playing the game. Yeah, um, was that your two? And then I That's think you my have two. A one. Okay, my number one is Baywatch. <laughs> Baywatch with that little shark flipper, huh? The, the shark flipper. Yeah. Uh, the um, layout of that game, I, I think, it's just a really, really great layout. Um, Especially, you know, at the time when Sega was kind of cost-cutting, you know, everything in that era. Uh, I think that this game kind of hit the mark. You know, the drop targets felt good. The, uh, you know, the ramp, if you could make it, and the flippers weren't dead, it was, it was a nice shot. I love the, how the little right side with that little spinner that returns to the little shark flipper. Uh, I thought that was pretty ingenious. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I love the, um, I mean... I love the big DMD too. Like I love, I love the big DMD. I am a, yeah. I am really becoming a fan of just, yeah, it's weird. The, the more I get into this hobby, the more I'm actually really drawing to the DMD displays, the DMD art, you know, nothing against all that time and energy you put in pulling clips for Godzilla, Keith, yeah. but there's just something about pinball feels like a DMD to me. Yeah. And, I mean, and, the game obviously has some shortcomings. The video mode's terrible. 
Um, it, they, it could have leaned a little more into the campiness, but I think just as a shooter and just, you know, kind of a shut your brain off, have fun type of game, I thought it was uh, pretty good for its time. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, I'd go to Travis, but I don't think I can. It is um, what it is. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you want to go through your list? Sure. So I know you, you had, you had, um, Harlem on it, but yeah, what else? So that was my number four, actually. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really number these in any particular order, I guess. So, uh, my fifth one was black Rose. Um, yeah. I just, I just kind of like the, uh, you know, the multi balls and the, the goofiness of shooting the uh, cannon shot. Um, yeah, I know Ray Day has a big, he loves Black Rose. Yeah, he, yeah. I own a Black Rose, yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think about it, Keith? What, why, why do you love Black Rose? I'm, I wouldn't say I love it. Uh, okay. I have a lot of fun shooting it. I love the theme. Uh, obviously it's kind of a one trick pony with the rules, which yep. is kind of uh, the downside of it, but that shot, which has got to be the longest shot in pinball to hit the broadside, it, it's pretty satisfying. And the video modes are what are what they are. I mean, they're not great. They're not terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I actually enjoy playing that game in tournaments since it's such a one trick pony. But you know, when I have it at home, it's like, yeah, I'll play this once in a while. But you know, did you have that game? You used to be an operator. You used to route games. Was that a game you would you routed ever? Yeah, that was at a. 82 for a while. And how did that do on location? Uh, not too great. Okay. Cause I, it's just, it is an unlicensed theme, but like it's pirates. People like pirates and it's the layout with the cannon. I do think there's enough there to be like, Ooh, how do I, yeah, how I, 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 I think yeah. people hated the, the cannon cause that area was just so warped. You know, uh, I, I did everything I could to make that as flat as possible, but you know, I even bought a new cannon. I've never but, met one that was. Yeah, I think from the perfect. factory they were warped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Black Rose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, four was Harlem. Pretty much same reasons uh, Keith said. Uh, three, I picked Radical. Um, Radical's a cool game. I, I mean, the layout's super cool. Um, I like the, you know, the spelling radical doing the multi-ball. Um, I know they, there's like an updated ROM, which makes the game a lot more fun to play, especially in tournaments. But I, I really like radical. I, I kind of wish I owned one kind of thing. So I put that on my list. Yeah. There's Uh, not, there's not a ton of them out there. That's becoming a more sought after game. Um, that was actually in my, if I have to go top five, it didn't make my top three. I probably would have included that. And it's just because I think it's a fun theme, like skating. A lot of people, I think there's some overlap there that people were into that type of culture. And then the ramps, the ramps and the layouts are really appealing. Just the way there's so many of them and the way they're laid out. I think it draws you into want to shoot all that. Um, Keith, what are your thoughts on radical? Yeah, they have one at Logan. It's, um, Great shoot. Obviously, the random jackpot values kind of blow, <laughs> but yeah, if there's a tournament ROM, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, that shot up the middle is pretty tough. Um, but yeah, it's actually a, you know, a very interesting Dan Langloy uh, design. Uh, it's, he definitely took some risks, like having a ramp like six inches from the flippers, but it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Is that the closest? Like, I know the. 
the left ramp on Shadow is real close, but is is Radical is that the closest ramp that you can? Do you is there a ramp in pinball you can think of that's closer to that left ramp on Radical? Um, it's maybe not. May, maybe the ramp on Bond. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> or it's uh, yeah, I'm thinking uh, maybe Monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. Um, Travis, can you hear us? I'm here. I'm just chilling. Okay. Can All right. Yep. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> um, he has dropped out. We're trying, people. <laughs> We're trying. This might be a, uh, you know, we may hear we may hear more out of the two of you than we've ever heard on podcasts, and I, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, okay, Tom, what else you got? Uh, number two, I picked Demo Man. Now, it's not like a super deep game, but I, I like the shots, and I mean, it's kind of... It's a fanish layout, but it has the upper flipper. It's got some cool shots. It's got a lot of flow to it, which I like. Um, and a lot of multi-ball, which I also like. Um, but I I thought it, you know, I, th- I thought it could crack the top 100 for sure. Yeah. Even though it's not like, I, I remember... You know, when I first got into this hobby, you could get like a demo man for like twelve hundred bucks. Yep. You know, um, but uh, I I think it's a, a really underlooked game. I, it's just my thoughts on it. But yeah, and it has the uh, the handles. It has the handles yeah. on the upper side. <laughs> what are you? Don't you score more? Isn't or don't they have it where you get more points if you play with the handles? Yeah. Yeah. Do you play Not with the t- handles, either of you? <laughs> I'm bored. When you're bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say it has the most probably satisfying shot in pinball is nailing that scoop. The computer. Which is such a tight shot. Not yeah. the computer, but the uh, the left orbit into the uh, oh, multiple yes. start. Yep. Trying to nail that shot under pressure is one of the most fun shots in pinball. Right, Travis? <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Can you guys so hear me? So what I would say, say, just to hope that things work well, we can hear you, but I think for the sake of everyone, <laughs> maybe turn off your camera and just I'm go on top just of the roof, audio, Joel. and we'll try that. Okay. I'm going just there audio. It is. Perfect. You, you can hear me, though. We're th- good. We can hear you. We can hear you. Yes. So we, You can hear me. Okay. Demo Man is perfect. what we're talking about. Do you like... <laughs> Do you, do you like demo, Travis? Man? Do you like demo, demo yes. man? <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's yeah, it's okay. And he's from it's, it's a good. Game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, it was <laughs> Tom. What was your? I feel so bad. You know he feels bad. You know he's he's probably. <laughs> It's Travis. It was meant yeah. to be. He needs to go to a Starbucks or something. <laughs> it was the internet. So what's funny is we joked around. There was one week that we talked about recording because Travis was busy. And I messaged Tom and I said, Tom, what if we get Keith this week? Because Travis has wanted <laughs> Keith. Like, what if we get Keith as the sub for Travis? And I was and just like, no, he would. his heart would be absolutely broken. It would be broken if we if we the one episode we get Keith on, and now we're here, and it's technical difficulties. That's why I can't um, stop laughing. Yeah, I know. I hope Monica's not there in the house because she's he's probably like Monica. I need you to fix all this. <laughs> okay, demo man. What else you got? Uh, my last one was it's it's probably uh, probably my second favorite early solid state game, 
and that's Paragon. Um, yeah, yeah. I just it, it's I I just like the it, it can be kind of brutal. Um, you got to go for those inline inline drops, and you have to literally hit them all down and get in the saucer if you want the five X. So I I think it's that and that aspect of it, it's a little tougher than Harlem. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, and and I like how it's a wide body, which is, you know, not, not the norm, but they Bally did those extra wide bodies. And I like that one the best out of all the ones they did. So. And you love the art. No, art's good. Yeah. All the muscles, all the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And no neck. Yeah, it's like looking in the mirror, Tom, right? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Travis just texted me. He said his whole internet's messing up on his end. <laughs> Everything, everything's falling apart. Re- reboot your falling. router. Use yeah, your that's cell what phone. I just said. Call, call said. in. Restart yeah. the router. Let's see. You should have just uh, Yeah, I'm hitting phone. it now. He's saying, y'all keep going. We will. Or just, just cell phone. I have no idea what his cell phone service is. Um, anyways, okay. So great list, great list. Uh, I only did three. And, um, yes, I actually, Radical was one of them that I was genuinely thinking about, but it didn't make my list. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, what the other one was, but my number three is, um, is, oh, uh, Skateball. I was surprised, Keith, that Skateball, I know you love Skateball, but skate, Skateball wasn't on your list. I love Skateball for sentimental reasons. Yeah. But, okay. um, you know, when I was a kid, I would play the whole game. Oh, this game's awesome. This game's great. But, you know, I yeah. played it in so many tournaments where you just shoot the right saucer over and over. It's kind of yeah. soured on me over the years. But I still think it's a great game if you play it. Uh, the artwork's great. Uh, yeah. My coworker, Greg Ferris, must have been like 20 years old when he uh, drew that. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, lo- I love skateball. But uh, in a tournament, I don't love it. Got it. Okay. Um, so one of my, if my fifth, then this is a shout out to Chuck where it would be big game and it's, I've only played big game, um, twice, but I've watched Chuck stream it and the passion that he has behind that game and really for what it is, the complexity of it and the way that you can attack it. Um, it's not, you don't realize it just looking at it, but there's actually some depth there. And I'm assuming from a tournament standpoint, you guys both enjoy that. Um, I like ripping spinners. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I own a big game. It's my favorite classic Stern. Uh, but in a tournament, am I going to sit there and try to complete bingo grids? Yeah. No. <laughs> I get to just hope the spinners lit. If it's not lit, I'm shooting it over there anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a great game, and you're you're trying to fill out the bingo cards and get your multiplier up, and then the reserve bonus. Uh, yeah, I love that game. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Tournament wise, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting that left spinner all day. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Um, so that would those would have been my four and five. So my number three, my actual number three, and I'm just I, it's almost nervous. Like my view on these games because you're going to probably laugh at me. When I know my number three is F14 Tomcat. F14 oh. Tomcat. Okay, sure you guys are in because yeah. that was a game I actually traded. This was back when I had a Hobbit, and I that was the only game I had, and I wanted to. I realized I needed more than one game. I needed to grow the collection, so I actually traded. This is when Hobbit was worth like 6500, maybe 7 grand. So I actually traded Hobbit for World Cup Soccer 
Um, it was World Cup Soccer, Pinbot, and F14 Tomcat. It was a three-for-one trade. And the F14 was like pristine condition. Um, so it was a game I never wanted to have, but it was like, oh, part of the trade. What a blast. That game. Yeah, it's a fun game. That game is, it is high energy, high adrenaline. The just even just getting a multi ball is such a battle. You are that is a game where you really feel like you're battling the freaking game. And when you, the beacons, it's just, I feel like everybody has to own a F14 at some point in time. You kind of have to own one. And, um, and I love watching it play in tournaments because it's, that's a, I don't know what they edit or change on that game to make it harder for tournament players. I think it's yeah, just already there. It's a, it's it's ready straight out of the box. You can drop that at a high level tournament. So you know the one thing they do is uh, get rid of spotting when you shoot the uh, buck. Okay. But um, yeah, that the second game I ever owned was an F14, and I I loved it, and yeah. I I still like playing it today. It's just yeah. so weird and different. And I remember talking to uh, uh, Steve Ritchie about it, and he was like. Uh, I hate symmetrical games, but it, this one just worked. So, um, <laughs> and it did. Yeah. What a fun game though. That was a game I ended up selling it. Um, because yeah, like, but I do, that's a game I genuinely, like I miss, I don't miss no offense. I don't miss pinball at all. I just, I never got into it, but F14 was a game, never wanted it, got it, blew me away. And then now it's gone. I actually miss it. And so I will happily play it if I ever see it on location. And so the thing, you know, people may not appreciate today, but when that came out in 86 or whenever, uh, both the sound and the light shows were just leagues beyond anything else at the time. Mm -hmm. That game has like 30 flashers in it, you know, and the the sounds (laughs) and the music, everything was was just top notch. Yeah. So when I had it is right after my daughter was born, but she was big enough that I could put on a, like a harness, like a carrier and she would sit and watch me play, you know, like little babies looking at lights, freaking love it. Uh, my wife wouldn't let me do that with F14. She's like, this game is too, it's too bright. <laughs> the beacons, like, she's like, you're going to overstimulate this child. Like, don't like, you can do it with the other, but not <laughs> 14, which I thought was hilarious wow. that there was a stipulation on it. That, that, that is the best multiball ready uh, moment. I think in pinball when, mm. you know, you lock that third ball, then the beacons come on mm-hmm. and the music changes and it's intense music. You know, it's going. It's like, yeah, that, that's crazy. It's great. It's awesome. So F14, I definitely think, because my view with this is like, are you telling me there's a hundred better games than F14? Like, nah. Like, I there's it's got to be, even if it's 99. Like, it's uh, it surprised me that it's 176. 176 F14. Uh, so my I, sec- I, I was Go surprised, uh, Keith, you didn't pick Frontier because you always wear the Frontier shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love Frontier. That's the game that got me in the pinball. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly didn't see it ranked that far down. I mean, I'm not going to pretend it's like some amazing rule set game. It's right. just one of those here, do this thing. It's very hard to do. And, you know, just keep doing it over and over. And uh, yeah, no, I love Frontier. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm at peace with it not being in the top 100. <laughs> I'm at gotcha. peace. I'm at peace. Uh, my number two game is NBA Fast Break. And I don't know. I don't think that's a tournament game. I don't know if I've ever seen it in a tournament. I don't know yeah. how you feel it fits in a tournament. But It was, uh, it was an IFPA uh, 17 and uh, mm-hmm. the European Pinball Championship. So I'd say it's a tournament it's game. Okay. Yeah, so I played what, Usher on it at the uh, IFPA. So what is uh what's a final score? Like what do you remember 
because it's it's F14 or sorry, NBA fast break is actually scored in like basketball yep. points. So yeah. a score is like 100. I yeah. do remember what a competitive high level competitive score is on F4, uh, on NBA fast break. I mean, I played tournaments where rings were worth points. Okay. Cuz you know, your score your score is goes up 2 3 whatever and you win a ring. Yeah. Um so the ring was kind of like a tiebreaker. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think we have 200s. 200s. Okay. I would have to remember what I feel like I might have broken 200 one time, but I had it in the house. I got it because I was trying to convince my parents to get a pinball machine and my dad loves basketball, loves basketball. So I was like, I'm going to get this game. He's going to love it. And then he's going to buy it. Like that was my thought. Like that'll be what gets him into pinball. Um, and he didn't enjoy it, but my dad's cheap. So that's what <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen. But um, streaming that game is a ton of fun. And I, there's something about task task based wizard modes that i love and the fact that to get to the the to the final the ring to compete for a ring you have to do very specific tasks and you have to do them and once you've completed that though then you can actually do the final i forget the world champion or whatever it is um the ring but i also love the combos the fact that one of the tasks is based on combos the combo shots the dunk the alley-oop the it's just very creative very creative fun layout uh, friends and family loved it. Interesting mechs. I can't imagine the number of coils that are in the back to pass the ball and shoot the ball. Yeah. Like Gomez at the time, like screw coil count. We're putting them all in. I mean, it's 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 a fun game. I've yet to play one head to head, and I know people say that's like a whole nother oh yeah thing. So very unique game. It, it surprised me that it was not a top one hundred game for sure. Yeah, at the eighty two arcade in L A. where we operated games, we had a head to head fast break, and it was. It was a huge draw. Nice. Nice. And that's the only head-to-head game so far, like ever, right? That's happened. Yeah. yeah well, I know. Separate machines, yeah. Yeah, I think right. you could t- technically do two P3s, like head-to-head. You can do that. Two P3s yeah. head-to-head side-by-side. But but without the basketball score, I think that's the, the brilliance of it is the basketball scoring. Because you can just look over your, your opponent. Oh, they got 40 yeah. points or whatever. You're not trying to read some billions number on the screen. No, it's super simple. Super simple. Um it's just fun and the call outs and everything. It's a great game. It's a great game. Yeah. Definitely should no, be a I top agree. 100 game. Yeah. I agree. We have one on our Stern break run actually. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then my last one is Johnny Mnemonic. So apparently I just like George Gomez, but Johnny Mnemonic, <laughs> I like the layout of Johnny Mnemonic. Um, I like that spinner right up the middle. Um, I find the glove very entertaining, uh, even though it is a mech that apparently breaks all the time. Um, I know the, the final wizard mode I've never gotten to, but I've seen, and it's it, like all the lights start to turn off. It's like blackout or something, whatever it's power called. down, power yeah. down. Um, it's, uh, that's just a fun game. And I think that's one of those, I think it's interesting. These are the ones where people are like, I want to get a DMD level game, but I can't afford, you know, tales of the Arabian night. Like where, what, like Johnny mnemonic falls into that category. I think lethal weapon falls into that category of, you know, cheaper, but yet this is a game I, I have a lot of fun on. I know a buddy of mine here locally has one, um, and I love playing it every time I go over there. How does it work from a tournament stand? Is that a is that okay? No, terrible. No, not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, you know what's mind blowing is we have all these custom ROMs going around, but no one's touched Johnny Mnemonic with its obvious. Hey, maybe this ten million super spinner is a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's all you do is you go for the spinner, you carry that bonus over, just keep doing it, and you got thirty six billion in no time. 
and that's the spinners right up the middle. Yeah, and, and it sit. spins it spins for days too. Yeah, I remember yeah. Papa actually found some rusty old spinner from one of the damaged games and stuck that in. So you get like two <laughs> or three spins, and even then, that's all you would do because it's still, uh, you know, even thirty million a spin is you know worth more in the long run. So worth the yeah, points. if there's ever a, a tournament run to fix that, I think it would be an amazing game. Yeah. Well, now that we've talked about it, not saying you've impacted my list, but I think I'd move, I think I'd move Johnny Mnemonic down and move F14 and NBA fast break up. That's where I'm at. But but those are my three. Those are my main three. Um, Travis, I see a screen. I just you know <laughs> we could imitate him. You just uh, oh, I do a Harlem Globe Trot. You know we can try. We, boy, that. <laughs> can you hear us, Travis? I don't just. Oh boy, I'm just. He should I'm just saying. call you and put him on speakerphone. Just put. It, he still is like. Wah, <laughs> bah, 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 yeah. Bah, bah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a. Uh, I don't know. There's a sandstorm or something over his house. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was Oklahoma. Oh, he's here. <laughs> what? What? You are here. He comes in right when he's we start. Kind of here. He's kind of here. I don't. He's here and not. Tell him to text his list and we can laugh at it. (laughs) Text your list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on to the second half then. Um, So the second half is games that are in the 200 to whatever the max is. It was like 278 that we feel, once again, should go up, should be higher. They should be in the the top, you know, not say top 100, but maybe between 100 and 200. Um, Let's just say uh, underrated games for where they're placed. Sure. So I'm going to start with this just because it's. I'm just going to throw a game out because it's it's criminal. Is <laughs> WrestleMania? Right now, no, just kidding. <laughs> right now, <laughs> game number two hundred five on the top on Pinside's list of top games is Venom Pro, and you're telling me <laughs> that there are two hundred and four pinball machines that are better than Stern's latest game, Venom Pro. I think. Not. I think not. So Venom Pro is absolutely on my list on that. Venom Pro, I get it. The code is different. It's unique. They've tried something new. But the layout is, it's a fan layout. It's very accessible. It's easy to shoot. It's fun to shoot. I think people can enjoy, like, I think for them to take a game where they want literally any level of any skill level to be able to achieve the final wizard mode, it's a great layout for that. Um, the animations are good. The sounds are good. The sound packages, there's four different freaking sound packages in this game. Like light show every, like, no, this game should not be two Oh five should not be two Oh five. So we <laughs> talked about it a tiny bit, but I'm not taking crazy bill here. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, key thoughts on venom, venom pro. No, I, we talked about venom earlier. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so different. Um, I actually, I think I've only played the pro once and that was at the, uh, the pro circuit. Um, so I don't have a ton of time on the pro, but, um, I don't imagine it's too much different other than yeah. maybe the, that's always a horseshoe shot, but no, I actually enjoy, um, progressing through that game and feeling, I, I, I'm a sucker for bingo grids. So maybe that's part of it. Ah, it is. There is definitely the risk reward there of before I get into this or before I go further, do I want to change host, fill out another lane, and boom, you got rewards that'll carry through until you fail a battle, which I mean you're not gonna fail a battle. You're Keith Owen. So um <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But Tom, you've you've been you've played a lot more Venom than that. Um yeah. two oh five. Why why in the world is it two oh five? 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe just simplicity of layout. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Um, just because it's a like a fan layout. Like I said, the I've said on other podcasts, like the I mean, the code is what makes that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dwight's done a fantastic job with it. But yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those games that you know people may not appreciate it now, but they'll appreciate it more in the future. I agree. I agree. I think there's a chance that that game might get to a point where, yeah, people really start to discover it down the road, and all look those at, LEDs uh, that are still sitting there, all of a sudden, are going to start becoming. Yeah, look, hard look to find. at Circus Voltaire. I mean, they couldn't sell those when they they came out and now they're $10,000 games. Yeah. 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 That was a tournament prize for a long time. Just trying to get rid of them. Yeah. 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 That's a great game. I like the circus Voltaire is a beautiful game. Um, well, I'll just finish my listen. Uh, my second one, which really, once again, very surprising. I get it. We're at a point now. These are not tournament ready games, but still star Wars, star Wars episode one, the, the um, pinball what? 2000 game i get it pinball 2000 games in general is is <laughs> i get it i get it and revenge for mars i do think is the better game i do think it is a better game as we you know revenge for mars has all the humor all the animations but this is star wars episode one what happened was i had hot wheels and zach was like hey um somebody's coming to get hot wheels they're trading me they traded him a star wars episode one with cash um and then he was another play field he had the other the additional play field of a range from mars and he's like so you get this and um just hold on to it for two weeks or whatever and then i get it so i get it in my garage i'm looking at the game i'm like do i even want to unbox this game do i even want to unpack it i'm not going to move a pinball 2000 game all the way to my basement when i know it's going to leave two weeks later like i'm not messing with that but i set it up in the garage and I had a good time with it. I had a good time with the game. So once again, in my mind, are there 223 better games than Star Wars Episode One? <laughs> Keith is saying right, yes. Right. 223. There are 285 better games than Star Wars Episode One. You think Star Wars Episode One should be the worst game on this list? That's what nah, I should be between Thunderbirds and Hercules. <laughs> okay, so explain, <laughs> explain to me why why this game is absolute garbage. Oh, your- <laughs> God. Okay. Joel, lock the ball. Lock. That's it. Lock okay. the ball. Show, show me you locking the ball. And then it, okay, and then it's garbage, absolute garbage. Oh, just God. just okay. shoot it in the saucers. Yeah, just shoot it in the saucer. If you get it to stick, you you win. Yeah, I know. They, there's a little bit of rejection, and by a little, I mean all of it. But but, but you have those spinners on the ramps that are uh, <laughs> the virtual spinners. The virtual oh my gosh. Are you guys talking about Star Wars Episode One? Uh, well, I mean, maybe, I'm not trying to rain on your parade. No, no, I don't own the game. I'm yes, not, we are. I'm not, you know, flying a shoot, flag. Shoot it, shoot people, it out. Just keep shooting up the middle. You'll, you'll get something going. <laughs> I, it just, once again, though, in my, in my mind. So, okay, fine. Is, is it maybe it should be in the two? I just, if I play the game, are there 225 games, 223 games that are better in Star Wars Episode yes. One? In my mind, no. <laughs> But that's just my <laughs> that's my mind. I wish I could um, see Travis's face right now. Oh, he loves Star Wars. He's just gonna go, yeah, Joel, you're Joel, I think you're an he, idiot. Travis normally agrees. He agrees with most of what I say. I think we line up on a lot of things, clearly. Um I wish I should have done a Travis soundboard, you know, if I would have known. 
if I would have known. It would have been a lot of bro. And um <clears throat> I I I I I would place it a little bit higher than uh Bugs Bunny's birthday ba- ball. It's bash that bad. Okay. It's that yeah. bad. It, it's it's, it's not great. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. Well, my last one, and this is this is, uh this is just to make Carl D'Angelo twitch. My last game is um Big Buck Hunter. Big Buck oh. <laughs> Big, Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> okay. Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> and Carl is now in a cold sweat. Uh Big Buck Hunter is currently ranked at 255. 255. Um, I know um Nick from Buffalo Pinball, he owns one, loves it. Um I don't I that's not a 255, really. Like it's better than that. It's better than that. Um what are, is there have you guys have ever played it in a tournament? Oh yeah. It's <laughs> it's a brutal tournament game. Okay. What what was the game? I'm sorry, there's a lot of commotion back here. Big Buck Hunter. Oh yeah, that's on my list. Hey, okay. <laughs> I just I came in. Doing, Can Travis? you hear me? Can you hear me? No. He's staring. Uh, he he uh, he messaged the group. He said you're an idiot, Joel. Oh, so he's listening. <laughs> so he's listening. You can hear we me. We can hear you now. Yes. You can yes. hear me though. The video's frozen, but we it can hear you. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Give me, we'll give me, uh, maybe Travis can talk. Uh, give me a few seconds, because uh, that's fine. Your dog, yeah, it, it's the you dog. You can't hear me. Tom got a new dog. We can hear you, <laughs> Travis. Yes, we <laughs> there's like a twenty second delay. <laughs> Keith, maybe it's no, just you it's and not, me. I, so maybe I it's just you and me. Start talking about Star Wars. Okay, I don't. It's. <laughs> you have to get okay. in. Okay. Okay. So why you agree with me, Travis? Star Wars Episode One, great game. Shouldn't be rated something like that. Yes. At two hundred and whatever it was. Yeah. Can you? Sounds can like a yes. Yeah, I'll take the silences. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. Oh God, he cuts out. All right, uh, Keith. This is yes. just you know. This is what it is, man. St. Louis Internet. This is what we have. What is. This is it. Yeah. You know, we asked for this. Can you, I think. Can you guys kind of hear me here? hear Travis. There he is. I, I am. I'm literally you, on well, my roof. Are you going just to cellular with signal? With cellular. Is it like, worse? Like, I don't know what else I could do. Like, look look at this. I'm upstairs. <laughs> I'm, I'm as high as I can get. <laughs> I, I would. Monica, hey, you need to go to Starbucks and could jump on the Wi-Fi. I know. <laughs> Well, we hear you now. Go on the roof. All I can think of is if you turn video off, it would okay. be we'll less go video off. signal. That's but all I Joel, can think of. give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Whatever. We'll, we'll get through it. Um, okay. We're talking about... Let's so, go. Video off. Here we go. We're going to have great success now. We can hear you. Keep going. We can hear you. No. Okay. Star Wars Episode no. 1. Should it be better? And your answer is yes. Star Wars Episode 1? Keep going. Don't talk about stars. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yep. The game sucks, Joel. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's so delayed for him. Like the he's game just, sucks. He's just screwed. Know he's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on. We'll, we'll move on to the next game. The next game that I listed and Tom put it on his list as well is Big Buck Hunter. Do you have an opinion on Big, Big Buck Hunter is rated 255? Do you think it's where it should be or should be higher? Higher. 
Higher or lower? <laughs> Keith, we'll go. It's just you and me, man. What are your thoughts on Big Buck Hunter? I, you know, I haven't played it in a long time, but I. Oh, this is just wonderful. This is uh hey Twippy Twippy Awards are coming up, guys. Feel free to vote for this podcast. This is it's incredible. It's this amazing podcast that we have. Very professional. Forty five episodes in, we're only improving. Um just, All right, what about now, Joel? Um, I am outside. I enjoy Big Buck Hunter. You know, it's a single ramp game, but there's I think there's enough to shoot at to, yeah. to keep you entertained. There's you know, it's got a handful of modes. It's Um, Walk to Starbucks. We can hear him walking. We can yeah. hear him walking, but we can't. I, we can I'm literally guys. outside right now. We can hear you. You In, can hear me. I'm outside. I don't know what else to do. Okay. He's outside. We're going to try it. We're going to try it. So Big Buck okay. Hunter is what we're talking I'm outside. about. We're going to try it. Yep. It's a great game. I'm it outdoors. It looks nice it's there. It's the theme. It's excellent. Yes. <laughs> It's shit out here, Tom. Wonderful. Everything's okay. shit right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I got a tree. I, I got a tree. That's what we're. That's where we're at with okay, this podcast. So okay. What are? It's different what are from Oklahoma. I feel like I'm in the future. Yeah. Everything I say, you guys are like ten seconds behind. So I feel like it's not my problem. It's your guys' problem. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the future, coming from a guy that's that's streaming eight pixels of data right now. <laughs> oh, it's great. Okay. Um, it's so bad. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. It's bad. Uh, we'll just go to Keith. Yeah. List. No. I'm we'll here. I'm list. listening. I'm just. I'm We're in two hundred to three hundred. Yeah, let's listen to that. Right. Okay, Just all right. Go for a walk, Travis. Get your steps in, man. Get your steps in. I am. I'm walking. Okay. I can hear you guys. You guys just can't hear me. Go ahead. I'll chime in when I can. We can okay, hear. Perfect. All right, Keith. <laughs> Bottom of my list, I have RoboCop. RoboCop. That's a good one. Yep, 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 yep. Data East. Uh, where was that ranked? All right, why? Why RoboCop? It's just a silly, cheesy, you know, campy game. I love campy games, and yeah. RoboCop definitely fits that. Uh, you know, it had limited assets, limited art, but it's still, you know, there's something about it that's fun, especially in a tournament. Okay. Definitely. All right. The, I've seen that streamed tournament. That has been on a tournament stream before. Does D82 Pop, Papa, Papa always Papa. Mm-hmm. there. Okay, I've seen that before. Cool. Um, I remember the music being fun. Is that right? Yeah, yeah okay. Techno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, RoboCop. Uh, Tom, thoughts on RoboCop? <clears throat> I like it. Solid, solid yep. review. Big old thumbs up. Um, <laughs> it's a brutal fu- game. Yeah. <laughs> Very brutal. Fu- future Travis. Uh, <laughs> RoboCop? RoboCop is a fun game. Yes, it's a fun game. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful, good. Thumbs up. We yes. got okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. It's excellent. Way to contribute. Way to contribute, Travis. All right. It's like two times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can say for a fact, Tom, that there will be less audio. I'm talking as much as Travis I can. I don't know what else to I, do. I, I know. I know. Uh, okay, Robocop. That was that was number five on your list, Keith. Let's go yeah. to number four. Number four is Twister. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
with the don't they have that's the topper right just blown at you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where's twister at 252 okay why twister i i just think it's a fun game it's a fun theme uh that magnet disc, the multi-ball start, that whole sequence is very cool. The, yep. the lock, the lock target is very risk reward. Um, you know, you got the, the orbits. Um, obviously, in uh, tournament play, you're probably going to focus on the orbits, but there are other ways to score points, so you're not locked into that. Okay. I, don't know, I just think it's a fun, campy game and cheap. So, good bang for the buck. All right. No, I I respect that, uh, Tom. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what are your thoughts on tw- the Twister Tom? <laughs> yes. I, I have not played Twister a lot, so I uh I, I can't really comment. Well I know Neil has. Yes. Neil yeah. Neil played it a lot at Indisc. Yeah. I stayed away from it because I saw everybody blowing it up and I'm like, I don't really know how to play this game, so I'm just gonna go elsewhere. <laughs> um I'm scared to ask, but Travis, it looks like you are on location, you know, with a twister it's in a the great background, game. basically with Yes. It's, <laughs> <laughs> can you report? Is there touchdown in St. Louis? Are we are we experiencing you know tw- tornado winds? What's going on? Thumbs up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's Don't fine. worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Twister. Thank you, Keith. All right, next next game. Twister's next great. game I have on my list is a, uh, a childhood favorite. I used to play at the uh, pizza restaurant down the street, but it's The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. Um, the art on that is real good. Art? You know, it's a wide body that, you know, it's a little slow, but it doesn't play like the, you know the typical super wide body at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plastic spinner that spins three or four times, and, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's just a fun. You know, you're shooting a ball over the play field. I love the plunge because there's so many different places the plunge can go. Mm-hmm. So I have that as my third uh, overlooked game in the top three hundred. That is a that is a beautiful game, and it amazes me. So why okay maybe that's the question why is this ranked so low like why what is the hate for this game because the theme's incredible the art's incredible it looks like a fun layout so what's the what's why why does this suck so bad apparently uh, maybe people who haven't really played it or the ones they played hasn't really worked very well you know hmm. it is a Gottlieb so is it maybe it's just a plastic yeah. spinner that people hate I don't know I just I don't know why this game. Is ring solo? It doesn't make sense. Hey, Tom, any insight on what? you have your finger on the pulse? Why do people hate this game? <laughs> Why do people hate this game. I have no idea. Okay. Honestly, well, if we don't have an idea, then maybe then maybe that's a good example of a game that should be ranked higher. Uh, Tra- Travis, Travis knows. yeah, he Travis knows. knows. Travis, you're on location um, yeah. with uh, yeah. Spy- the the Spider-Man fan club. Why uh, Why do they hate this game? Yes. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. They don't have good taste in games. <laughs> it it only has it only has one ball. Like, that's in what it. I think. It's... Oh, it's not a multi ball game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's from what 70, right. 78 or seventy nine. So I think nineteen eighty uh, is what it said. You're right oh, okay. there, right there. Yeah. I legitimately have just not enough at, people have played it. That's what it is. I've I've considered Could buying a, uh buying either a replay uh like a repro 
uh, back glass or play field just because the art is so great. My son loves Spider-Man. I would happily buy <laughs> that and just hang it in his room. Like that just, it's that good. But um, that's one of those games that, yeah, if, if, if your entire purpose in pinball is to have a game that looks good in your collection, just buy one of these. Just buy one. It's, it's a beautiful looking game. You know, Joel, oh. instead of asking us, you can just read these reviews. I should. Oh, okay. Let me pull that up. While I'm looking at that, what's your next game? On, uh, where are the reviews? Which, yeah, what's your next, uh, what's your next game on your My list? My next game is another Gottlieb. It is Genesis. Oh, yeah. What a, that's another crazy art package. Um, uh, <laughs> These reviews aren't, yeah, so 6.5. It's not as fun as it looks, but other games I've owned on these here are more entertaining. Looks great, but mediocre gameplay. 4.7. Game is a bit boring. Great comic <laughs> art. Playfield and Glass, well done. Yeah, just boring. Gameplay's pretty good. Nothing spectacular. Oh, uh, here we go. 5.3 rating. Had this game for 12 years and looked at it, it uh, and looked at it off more than playing it. I'm a big Spider-Man <laughs> fan. Love the art on the playfield. The gameplay just never did it for me. The sounds drove me crazy. Too slow for me. Had fun playing it. Just didn't hold my attention. This guy's uh, pinside profile picture is of Spider-Man. So this is a loyal, <laughs> loyal yeah, Spider-Man I, I mean, fan. I, I won't disagree with him. The sounds are pretty bad for the time. Okay. Okay, brutal. And um, being such a big wide body, yeah, it's going to be slow. Yeah, I, I kind of want to click on this Star Wars Episode One reviews and see. Uh, no, so Genesis, <laughs> Genesis. I know the art package is is is. <laughs> I know Genesis. The art package is insane. Like it is what a what a weird looking back glass that is. But why 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 do you enjoy it, Keith? Uh, I just love that. There's like not one thing you're shooting at. You're trying to get, collect all the body parts. You're collect, mm-hmm. trying to get your uh, multipliers. You play field multipliers and your multi multipliers when you're at, in multi-ball. So it, it was just a, you know, a fun game for his time. It's uh, Gottlieb weren't known for their great ramps. Um, this is no exception, but at least, you know, they had ramps. You know, some, a lot of the games from the time, the street level games didn't have anything fun to shoot at. Uh, in this case, I, I thought it did. Okay. Yeah. I, somebody, somebody streamed it. And um, I remember it being better than I thought. Like I was impressed with the the way that you approach the game. Does have you, any of you guys played Genesis in a tournament? Is oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So high, what, oh. high stakes. Oh wow. So what are your thoughts <laughs> then, Tom? Uh, I think it's a cool game. Like just basically what Keith said. You know, you build the body parts, multipliers, and you know, again, it's just a you know, for a game from 1986, it's it's uh, kind of a little bit ahead of its time. I think I think people probably dog it because of the artwork and the you know the back glass. Yeah. Um, so if that if that game would have been like Universal Monsters Frankenstein, it would probably have. Yeah, I mean, if it had if it Metropolis. had Metropolis, yeah, yeah, some kind of theme that was more grabbing, I think it would have. I think it would definitely be ranked higher. Sure. Okay. Uh, I pulled up two uh, Star Wars Episode One reviews that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, number one, <laughs> the shots feel mind-numbing in this game, but the theme is pretty cool for Pinball 2000. <laughs> and then uh, this one here, played it at the Pinball office in the UK. Honestly, this is comedically awful. It got one <laughs> shot, way too many modes involving the inexcusable Jar Jar 
Binks. One mode involved Jar Jar Binks would be enough, and a mode about shooting Jar Jar in a foot was more than enough. One play was plenty. If you want a video slash pinball combo, Revenge from End is way, way better. In summary, absolutely appalling. That was... That was the Star Wars episode one review. Okay. All right. That sounds about right. Yep, yep, yeah. I got it. Yep. Okay. Uh, Genesis. Got it. Okay. Uh, next game, Keith. All right. So the game I have is number one. Doesn't quite qualify because it's like two votes short. Um, but it's one of my favorite campy all-time games, and that's Torpedo Alley. Oh, uh, Torpedo Alley. Shout out Nudge Pinball. Nudge Pinball. So it, it's um, sitting at 6.8, which puts it pretty low. Yeah. Torpedo Alley. Uh, they Why? Why do you like Torpedo Alley? Uh, it's just the, the campy call outs. You know, it's blue. I love blue games. Um, it's the sound system is great. David Thiel worked on it. So the music, mm-hmm. you know, the music pumps. It's uh, kind of a unique layout with the upper flippers. It's kind of, you know, weird spot that kind of just shoots nothing much. But it's. I don't know. It's just uh, to me, it's just a fun game to play. So wait, you like that? There's a flipper that doesn't have anything to shoot at. <laughs> no, it does. It does. Uh, I mean, okay. you can shoot the drops with it, or you can try to. It's shoot. a tough shot. It, it's basically yeah. what I guess. What I meant is really hard to set up. The ball just has to kind of land there. Ah, got it. Okay. Because I was going to say, do you like Hobbit's third flipper, the upper <laughs> flipper on Hobbit? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like hot dogging <laughs> with nothing to shoot, but got it. Cool, Torpedo Alley. Yeah, Ian at Nudge Pinball has one, and that's he loves that game. Um, loves blue games. Got it. Okay, his next game is blue. Confirmed. That's what I. That's what I just learned. <laughs> no, just, um, all right, Tom. Let's all right. get to your list. All right. I have uh, Vector. Ooh, that game. Yes, I've I like when I was first got into the hobby. That game looked really appealing because of the art and the displays, and I was like, "This game looks really cool." And then you read reviews, and people hate it. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, it is it is a lot of uh, hitting the hype targets, but uh, I, I I like hitting. I like the fact that it has the uh, the drop targets that defend the uh, the ramp. And you got to hit them in order from left to right. Uh, I think that's really cool. And then you can lock balls. Um, I just think for the era, 1982, it's just got a lot of stuff going for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I certainly don't think it's like a top 100 game, but like for where it's ranked, I'm kind of surprised. Sure. It shouldn't. Yeah. Keith, what are your thoughts on Vector? Um, they're a bit mixed. Uh, I, I do love the the dual drop target banks block in the ramp. Mm-hmm. You know, the little the little timer feature. Uh, yeah, upper play field is a lot to be desired uh, kinetically. Um, and like you say, you're shooting high targets a lot, but I do like it that it's so different. And then you got the, like the saucer and the outlane that you can try to save it into. So it does have a lot of cool yeah. features. Oh, I just I forgot about that saw. So, yeah, that is fun. And, and for his time, the game talked a lot. There was tons of speech in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doesn't it, it records, isn't it say it's recording the speed of the, like, that's kind of, that's slick. But Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, Vector. Got it, Tom. Um, tra- oh, yeah, Travis. Vector, yeah? 
He's literally just pacing on his porch. <laughs> it's just thumbs, thumbs up. up. Are you skateboarding right now? It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's good. Oh, no. Uh, all right, Tom. Next no. one on your list. I'm just, I'm just uh, walking Thunderbirds. back and forth. No, just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> walking back and forth. He's getting his steps. Thunderbirds. Got it. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did have Big Buck Hunter as my fourth game. Okay. And was there anything about you walked up to with your I, dog? I used to own one. I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not super exciting game, but um, I like the different multi balls. You know, you got the buck running around, you got the elk that shoots out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's certainly not a top one hundred game, but I I think it's a a good game for what it is. Uh, especially top game. especially yeah. that era. That was that was like the era where you know Stern was really downsizing. They let 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 a lot of employees go and you know i i think it's a decent game so i, sure. I think it deserves a little bump up all right uh cool. my third one was jungle lord just because i like jungle lord personally um i like the uh the drop targets that change up top and uh the multi-ball in the game and then trying to go for the uh the multiplier with the bonus so and then you got the magna saves so uh i i think it's a really neat game and the art i know you love you love that once again all well the, i mean all that's what i go as halloween yeah. every year so <laughs> yeah I, I used to fight jungle lord a lot as a kid it, yeah. it's still fun i think i remember one at uh district 82 i played a few times and it's it's a great game yeah yeah um I had a, a buddy of mine that that he he would just buy any pinball machine that was broken. He would that was his thing. He just liked to fix it up, and he got a Jungle Lord because uh, it was cheap. And he brought it into his house, and his wife saw it. They have like three young boys, and his wife like, no, like get this out of that. Like this that art package apparently is not a you know. He's like that. I, I wasn't expecting that to have crossed the line with Jungle Lord, um, but not an Elvira or something Jungle Lord. But all right. Good choice. Um, and then what, what's your last one? I, I have two more. Oh, yeah. My, <laughs> um, my second one, I, this might not be a popular decision, but uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, okay, uh, Keith is I, shaking his head in yeah, the right I, direction. I think Wheel of Fortune gets a pretty bad rap. Um, you know, it's got the offset flippers, which are kind of cool. It's got some cool modes. And the game was technically never finished. Doesn't have a finished wizard mode, but probably nobody can get to it anyways. Probably like five people. But uh, I, I think it's a cool game. Uh, you know, that's... I'm looking at it now. I've never played one. I've never seen one. Um, man, some of the art. The art uh, Zencaster just popped up. Alert! Participant Travis is having a problem. <laughs> just <laughs> now, just now <laughs> warns me of that. <laughs> Hi, Travis. Um, yeah. No, looking at the art, the art is very colorful. And then there's like three. It's the three contestants. Those are interesting looking sculpts. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're like wow. Little, they're bobbleheads basically, and yeah. you gotta gotta hit them. Uh, for multi ball, you have to hit a jackpot and then hit the contestants to relight them. So it's kind of kind of cool. What's going on, but below the flippers, so uh, in the middle. Yeah, that's uh, basically ball saves, and you can uh, you have to hit. There's a 
inline drop targets on the right that block a ramp, and you have to hit the first one to, to light your. It's a, called a free spin, like in the in the uh, uh, the game show. Uh-huh. So if you fall down one of those lanes when it's lit, you get the ball back. Wow, this is uh. So it's pretty pretty unique play. It's a weird looking game. Yeah, kind of kind of why I chose it, but you know, okay. I you know. <laughs> For the for the amount of money they go, I uh, I wouldn't mind owning one. Okay, all right. And then your last one, I picked. Uh, I I went with a early uh, solid state Gottlieb. I went with Simbad. Simbad. Uh, it's a pretty simple game, but I like the fact that there's the drop targets in the game. You have to hit them uh, a certain way to get your multiplier up. And then it's just, you know, building up your bonus basically. So, okay. but I, I, it, it's not necessarily my number one in that grouping, but uh, I, I tend to like that game, so I picked it. Keith, thoughts on Sinbad? Yeah. Four colors. <laughs> well, the, I think the M version is a little more fun. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's a solid game. It's kind of Joker poker type rule set. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's solid. Okay. But like I said, I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of the system lining up the sounds and the, yeah. the blue displays. If you can find an EM Sinbad, that that's where it's at. Well, that's probably a good transition then. Uh, the other thing was going to be, um, your top EM games. And I will, t- I will tell you right now, I, I honestly, and I know you guys gave me crap for it in the, in our, our messenger group, but. I've only, I mean, honestly, I've played probably less than 20 EM games and it's just because they're never on location. Uh, none of my friends have them in their collections. And I, so basically I have to play them at a show and, um, and you know, there's a handful of, and it's more like, Oh, I've heard about this. So I should probably go ahead and play it. Um, but I've just never experienced that. So please enlighten me. Um, Keith, we'll start with you and your list. What do you feel are the top EM games? Hey everyone, um, sorry for the interruption. Uh, yeah, so we got this far into the episode and um, we actually were moving on to what do you feel are EM games that are outside the top 100 that should get more respect. Um, I told them I was going to set out from this because I don't really know any EM games. Um, but Tom had a list of five and um, Keith had a list of five and shortly into Tom's list, uh, we lost Keith. We lost Keith, um, or the conversation continued, but but the recording of Keith we lost. So it just, you know, like I like I said, if 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 you've made it this far, you know, think thank you. <laughs> um, I've done everything I can to salvage this episode, put it back together as best of my as best of my abilities. Um, so all I can share at this point is that Keith's list of five. So these are five games that are outside the top 100 that he feels deserve better were time travel or travel time, uh, slick chick Monaco 300 and prospector. So those were Keith's five. And then Tom, um, I've been, I don't, <laughs> I listened to it this morning. I forget what he said. I know he said doodle bug. I made fun of him for not saying volley because he should say volley as much as he loves that. Um, there was something like free fall, I think was one. Um, but unfortunately I don't remember the other ones of Tom's. So 
yeah, uh, that's basically it. We do close out the episode. I was able to salvage that little part. Uh, Keith's voice is not on there. Um, but really, it was just thanking him for being on that. So we'll go ahead and get to that point of the episode uh, to close it up, plug away. And um, yeah, I appreciate everybody that, <laughs> that listened to this. And uh, uh, hopefully next next round is uh, or next episode is a little better. But thanks, guys. Well, cool. No, that was the game we wanted to play. I know, Travis, I don't know if you want to attempt. Is there any, you know, if there's any <laughs> game off top of your head that you remember on your... No, he's not even going to... Just shaking his head. <laughs> I'm telling you, the amount of alerts that I'm seeing here of just... Yeah, so we're just going <laughs> to... I, I hope. I hope this all comes together. But um, Keith, I, I that's all I have. Unless any of you guys have anything else you want to discuss. I, I bet Travis has plenty. He wants to talk. <laughs> just, oh, man. This was uh this was something. This was something, but no, I I Keith very much appreciate you being on here. Um I assume we're going to hear a lot more from you in the next coming months. We're excited to see what that is. Um and yeah, good luck. Get some sleep. Hopefully uh hopefully everything goes well. Hopefully everything goes well. Yeah, we're excited for <laughs> you. Um Tom Yes. Thank you for being here. Uh, is there any plugs? We can plug away. Uh, I'll go ahead and plug for Travis. Uh, he'll plug this podcast. You can hear him here. Feel free to do <laughs> all that. Uh, thanks you for listening to Triple Drain. Uh, there was somebody on Facebook that actually posted a comment of like, what is your favorite pinball podcast? And there were a bunch of people that listed Triple Drain. And that's that was awesome. That was awesome to see and very humbling. So um, thank you for that. Solid plug, Travis. Tom, plug away. Uh, I was I was going to plug for Travis the uh, Pinball Company YouTube channel for yes, so. yep, okay. Uh, he'll he'll nod his head. Yep, thumbs big up, big thumbs up. Yep, and then uh, Fox City's. You're you're yep. welcome. Uh, you can Fox City's pinball. I do a lot of tournament streaming on Twitch and YouTube. So thank you, Fox City's uh, killer merch too. New hoodie on yeah. uh, what was that? What was that website? Uh, Forever the flip. Forever the flip. Check that out. If you want a very loud, bright hoodie that screams Fox Cities, <laughs> that's what you need to check out. Uh, Keith, anything you want to say or plug? No, nope, all good. <laughs> well, thank you, Keith, so much for being on here. This was I had a lot of fun. I think Travis has lost a few years off his life or hours. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. Um, Tom, it was awesome, man. It was really good to hear. You know, it was really I, good to I hear. I finally so much. got to talk. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful uh and yeah feel free to check me out every wednesday night on the flipping out pinball or flipping out um youtube channel we're streaming that we should be streaming a new game here soon uh had a bunch of fun with labyrinth that was a lot of fun to stream as well as venom um but yeah zach's gonna swap those out for two new games um so that'll be fun uh check all that out and um yeah thanks for listening if you guys have made it this far with this much technical difficulty God bless you for still listening. So thank you. Uh, like always, Tom, you get the last words. Sorry, everybody. <laughs>